Hello, my name is Wang Yan, and I am a reporter with News China. With our weekly podcast, we aim to provide insight into the trends and happenings in modern China through a historical lens. Today, we discuss how the jade wares from one of China's earliest civilizations were discovered and used in rites for heaven and earth worship. More than 100 priceless relics were displayed at the exhibition, The Making of Zhongguo, Origins, Developments, and Achievements of Chinese Civilization at China's Palace Museum. Among the treasured objects, two stand out as representative of their kind. Jade Tong, a tube-like vessel with a square outer section around a circular inner part. One is the Liangzhu Jade Tong from the Zhejiang Provincial Museum collection. It was displayed at the center of the hall. The other one, owned by the Palace Museum, also originates from Liangzhu culture. To illustrate their importance, they were displayed together with the Hezun, the oldest Asian bronze vessel bearing the characters for China. With its exquisite design and unique shape, Jade Tong were collected by the imperial family during the Qing dynasty. Qianlong, the longest reigning Qing emperor, known for his knowledge of Chinese traditional culture, modified them. Inner containers and leaves were added to some, while on others, he inscribed poems on their insides. However, their meaning or purpose remained a mystery. The emperor proposed they were apart from horse-drawn carriages from the Han Dynasty. In the Qing's waning years of the early 20th century, epigraphists learned the Jade Tong were ritual vessels used for heaven and earth worship. However, they still did not know who made them. Qianlong would likely have never modified the Jade Tong if he knew their historical significance. Their secrets were finally revealed with the discovery of Liangzhu culture, which flourished in China's lower Yangtze River basin. The Liangzhu were first discovered in 1936 when Shi Xigang, a 24-year-old employee at Westlake Museum, noticed that some pottery fragments at the museum resembled those found in the fields around his hometown of Liangzhu, Zhejiang province. He wondered if they came from some ancient civilization. He submitted his findings to the museum and government and received a research grant. From late 1936 to 1937, he conducted preliminary surveys and excavations in Liangzhu where a wealth of stone and pottery wares were unearthed. In 1938, he released the preliminary report on the black pottery rooms of Liangzhu, Hangjian, becoming the first to discover Liangzhu ruins. Although renowned archaeologists, including Dong Zuobing and Liang Siyong, had been involved in the excavation, they attributed the relics to Longshan culture, a late Neolithic culture of the Yellow River Valley from about 3000 
to 1900 BCE that is known for its black pottery. Early on in the excavation, the war of resistance against Japanese aggression broke out. Shi Xinggang died of illness at 28 shortly after joining the army. After the founding of the People's Republic of China in 1949, little progress was made in the Liangzhu excavations. But in 1959, Xia Nai, then director of the Institute of Archaeology under the Chinese Academy of Sciences, formally proposed that the Liangzhu was an independent cultural system. Also, Jade Tong and Jade B were unearthed from a Liangzhu tomb in 1973. Once regarded as relics from the Han Dynasty, these jades were in fact 2,000 to 3,000 years older. During China's deepening reform and opening up in the 1980s, new achievements were also made in archaeology. On the 50th anniversary of the discovery of Liangzhu culture in 1986, an international academic conference on Liangzhu culture was held in Zhejiang province. Alongside the conference, well-planned excavations were conducted and major breakthroughs were made. Eleven major Liangzhu tombs were unearthed at the Fanshan site. Jade pieces accounted for 90% of the total artifacts retrieved. At least 3,200 jade wares were discovered, with one tomb yielding about 500 pieces. Coincidentally, major archaeological findings into the Hongshan culture in Liaoning province and Sanxingdui culture in Guanghan, Sichuan province first discovered in the 1920s and 1930s, also drew global attention. Finally designed Liangzhu jade's varying shape. Bi, Cong, Yue, Huang, Zhu, Dai, and many others. In Liangzhu culture, separate cemeteries for nobility and commoners show a clearly defined social hierarchy. Tombs for nobility were luxurious and spacious burial mounds, while tombs for commoners were much smaller and built nearer to settlements. Burial objects also reflected these class differences. Jays for nobility and pottery or stone wares for commoners. Furthermore, jays found in noble tombs are large and mostly used for rituals. Jade pieces in common tombs are much smaller and served as jewelry. Excavation of Liangzhu jays drew attention not only in the archaeological community, but also among collectors, auction houses, and publications. Museums worldwide revised their space of Chinese jays to reflect the new discoveries as to their origins, names, and purposes. The Liangzhu Museum collection mainly comprises jade objects from noble tombs with Bi, Cong, and Yue accounting for the majority. These three categories of jade wares were reserved for the highest ranks of nobility. According to the rites of Zhou, a Confucian classic on statecraft written in the 2nd century BCE, Jade B represented heaven and Jade Tong represented earth in ritual ceremonies. The B and Tong mentioned in the classic were found in the Liangzhu sites. Who used these sophisticated ritual vessels? 
Jade Yue, another item on Earth, in large quantities in Liangzhu held some clues. The Yue resembles a battle axe. Many stone Yue were found in tombs of commoners and lower nobles who served as soldiers. The common belief is that Yue made from jade were only given to military leaders for ritual purposes. Jade B and Yue rarely born engravings. Jade stone, however, were decorated with finely engraved patterns by the most skillful craft workers. Carvings on old jade stone featured Tao Ti, a distinct design motif that involves a zoomorphic face common during the Shang Zhou dynasties. The three sections home from Zhejiang Provincial Museum and 12th Section 1 from the Palace Museum in the Making of Zhongguo exhibition both have Tao Ti, indicating they served the same purpose. That is end of our podcast. Thank you to our writer Song Yiming, translator Liu Junhuan, and copy editor James Disjoni. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for listening. See you next week.